Marvelous Recovery 101 jingle. Recovery 101 does not speak for A. N A O A C A G A P A S L A S L A A C R R R M M D R A H A F A or any of them there, guys. We don't even speak that well for ourselves, as you're about to discover. Welcome to Recovery 101. My name is Bruce B. As always, with Shelly. And nobody else. It's just us two. I'm sorry. Terminally unique in Tombstone. Yay. Yeah, I think that they've gotten that point. <laughs> well, you know. So, what's been going on, Shelly? You've had you got a bunch of news. You got a bunch of commitments. Oh. You hooked up. You 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 you're joining the choir. You you've ended up suddenly. You're going to be the lighting designer for the fabulous Tombstone Theater or repertory. whatevs. Tombstone Repertory. They uh, they do their plays at Shefflin Hall. Historic Shefflin Hall. And who's Ed Shefflin? The founder of Tombstone. Why do they call it Tombstone? Because he was told when he went out to go prospecting in that direction, them there hills, that he the only thing he would find there would be his tombstone. And is that the only thing he found? No. He found silver. A crap load of it, silver. Much of which is still under the town. There is a lot under the town. They, however, cannot remove it from said town because it is now a historical historic monument. The whole town is a historical landmark. Well, in the fact that all the mines are full of water. Yeah, but it, with today's technology and, and equipment, they could probably pump out that water. That They could probably figure that out. But they can't do it because it could cause the town to collapse. I, there is a guy that told me that he's like, if you buy a house, I wouldn't buy it any further south than 7th Street. I'm like, really? Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah. Matter of fact, the house we were looking at is sinking. The guy said, because we're like, why is it so inexpensive? It's like really nice house. And it's an old house and it's a historic house. And the guy goes, yeah, the backyard is sinking. We, and he goes, you know, if you buy a house and it falls into the mine, I, I, I don't think you're going to get anything out of that. No, I don't think your insurance will cover falling into mines. No. So what else you got? What else you doing? Chewing ice. Chew, chewing <laughs> ice. Uh, you got a position in AA. Mm-hmm. Or AA, as the case may be. I'm in the GSR for our Friday night meeting, and I went to my first GSO uh, meeting last Saturday. Was it like the way it is in California where no one can agree on absolutely anything and everyone's at each other's throats? No. It was extremely well organized. They moved from topic to a topic efficiently. The meeting was over in an hour and 15 minutes and there was only one argument. That's not a real GSO meeting. <laughs> it was. Come Everybody on. had a report. There was stuff decided. There was stuff done. I was like, we got to the end of the meeting and I'm like, and I, I told our friend uh, that I went with and I said, you're, we're in an AA, we're in a GSO meeting, right? Like, yeah, and I said, because that was We're not like, GSOing. That was way too organized. And he said, you're from California. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's true. Well, you know, and we discovered when we came here, a lot of things are different. And other people in the country will get this right away because I think California may be the only place that claps. Like when you're done sharing in California, people clap here. They say, thank you, Shelly, for sharing. 
Um, the other thing is uh, they don't call them birthdays or they call them anniversaries, which I know is pretty common. But in California, they call it a birthday. So they sing happy birthday to you, which they don't do here. The other night, there was a 44-year birthday and a 31-year birthday. And they didn't even, like, I'm used to when someone takes a, quote, birthday cake, that they, that we sing happy birthday to them, and then they share for a few minutes about, you know, them getting their time. And they don't do that out here either. And the other, the thing that I find strange here, too, is the leader will say at one point, okay, we're going to, have a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. So they do the serenity prayer, but they don't say amen at the end of the serenity prayer. Nope. 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 I nope. do because it's a prayer. Right. I'm like the only one, though. The room is silent. You hear this, amen. Well, no, I whisper it. Oh, well, you know. Um, anything else? A choir? Um, well, I joined the choir, but I joined it. They're at the end of their season. They take the whole summer off, unlike my choir. What a perfect time to join, because now you look like a real go-getter, <laughs> but you don't have to do anything. Uh, I will be standing up with the choir tomorrow morning. You're going to sing? Um, yes. Well, yeah, but the whole congregation is singing. We're sort of being song leaders. Well, there's there, only going to be like five of us, so it's not like, There only you know, is like five of you, right? No, there's like ten total in the choir. I've never seen ten go That's because there. by the time we got here, a couple had gone, one was sick. The first time we saw the choir, there were seven of them. Wow. But one couple was out. See, I'm so, used to seeing a choir with like 25 or 30. I know. I know. It's going to be. And they don't sing because it's such a small choir. They don't sing in parts. They sing at unison, which is going to be difficult for me because I'm used to looking at the lower, at the second line for the tenor notes. Uh-huh. And it's that's when we were in rehearsal the other day. Were you having trouble? I automatically, because it's um, How Great Thou Art, is the song that everybody's going to be singing, the whole okay. congregation. And there's, in the in the chorus, there's a very definitive part where the tenor is actually the top note. And I accidentally went up. And Dan stopped and said, no, 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 we're just going to stay down in unison. You know what, you know, like, you, uh, you know what they should okay. do? They should do How Great they, Thou Art in... In the form of Elvis. El- Didn't Elvis have a hit with How Great Thou Art? I don't know. Or Jim Neighbors or someone? People Not a out clue. there are going, who the hell is Jim Neighbors? I know who Jim Neighbors is. I don't remember. Jim Neighbors, hell of a voice. Uh, yeah. Considering he's Gomer Pyle. Okay. Golly, Sergeant Carter. Yeah. I'm going to bust up. So, let's see. So, I'm working at a place that I'm not really that jazzed about working at. Uh, I know. I'm well, sorry. mostly because I went on part time with them because they indicated that this other guy was going to go on part time and I would take full time. And then suddenly, maybe that's not going to happen. Right. And the amount I'm making is not going to work. I mean, for long term, it's a right. It's a due to the dance right now. I'm to Gene Kelly and yes. part, I'm Gene Kelly and you're Ginger Rogers. Yeah, we've. uh we got a, a little bit of a boost that helped us get put tires on the truck and get some things taken care of that we had to take care of. But yeah. for the most part, we're tap dancing pretty hard. Tap it, it baby. Tap that. Uh, tap that ass. Now, oh jeez. Now, I got a. Uh, I did get some more hours at work. 
because when we first moved here, I was only doing 15 a week. Now I'm doing 20 a week, so I got 10 more hours a week, which helps. That, that would be five more hours a week. 10 more per pay period. There you go. But, and that helps, but still. Yeah. So, yeah. So, everyone, join us over at patreon.com forward slash recovery 101 radio. Is that what it is? I don't know. Recovery 101. Recovery, um, if you look recovery 101 on Patreon, that, surprisingly enough, helps us pay for bandwidth and stuff. Yes. Even if you only give like a buck, you know, that it really does help because... Yes, that would pay for our bandwidth on pay- Potomatic. <laughs> yeah. Dream on. Dream on. <laughs> you know what? You know what would be really super helpful, though? If all of our Recovery 101 fans and friends and followers could pray for us for things to progress, that would be great. That many prayers, that's a powerful thing. Oh, and by the that way, would be awesome. Yes, I am so excited for this. I cannot tell you. If you guys out there don't know, Southern Arizona has this thing called monsoon. What, what's happening? You've gone mono again. Well, now you're not. No, that's you. Oh, why am I not mono and you're mono? I don't know. Mono y mono. Yeah, why are we mono a mono? I don't know. Okay, what? That, that's probably gonna spike yeah spike a little bit there well, well I'll, whoa hey, doggies dogs, hey this is a very exciting show here you know oh it's it's okay so here we go. So yeah, so monsoon. Because most people aren't going to have any idea what that is. But southern Arizona gets this thing from like, what is it, July to June, September? June 15th to September 1st. And it's supposed to rain like all get out. Or when it rains, it rains monsoonally. Yes. Is that a word? Yes. Hey, I think I think it's a word. I'm such um, a chamlin. <laughs> what I am looking forward to is the severe increase in humidity because we all know that I like my desert with a splash of swamp. Yeah, well, you you got that today. It was quite lovely. It's too. a little thun- thundery today. The Not air the felt very, so good. Very little rain. No, we just, just got a splash. Spit. God yeah. was spitting on us. Oh, thanks, God. Um, but it felt, the air felt so good. I've been like, ah, like I can breathe. Well, you know what that means. It's time for the boozy news and the news not fit for booze. Um, one thing I've realized that I forgot to do, I forgot to type everybody's name in at the top for the shout out. Shout out to everybody. So, you know, shout out to, you know, Bill and Fran and Lori Faith and Kate and Damon and Lee and John and Johnny and Stryker and Georgette and Elizabeth and Alexandria and Daydov, Jane Lynn and Fran, Dadov Bill. And, yeah, there you go. Uh, You're doing it from an old Jane one. Jane Lynn, Blanche, I just said that. Miranda. 
<laughs> Susan, Mitch, Joey, John, Carol, Natalie, Georgette, Hamid, 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 Damon. Did you get Damon? Yes, I did get Damon. Gary, Monty, Monty man. Okay. That's that's a gracious plenty of shout outs. If we missed you, I'm very sorry. Um, we'll reload and okay. try again. Obviously, we got to talk about the big one, but we don't want to talk about it too much because I think that you wanted to do a dumpster fire about it. Oh, yeah. The death of Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Uh, committed suicide. You know, I was reading, like, on Instagram, there was, like, this one gal was like, he's my hero in recovery. And I'm like, because, you know, he quit doing heroin. He quit doing cocaine years ago. Yeah. But he was still drinking. And I read an article... Well, I'm not going to get into it too much because there's be a dumpster fire on this. But, you know, the the article in Psychology Today was how he was justifying drinking and how they didn't think that was a good idea. Well, it is. I don't want to say to be fair, but the reality is for people in his profession, yeah. it's extremely difficult not to drink because and it's not a social thing. Right. Because they cook. They with cook booze with alcohol the and they have to taste their food. You can't send a dish out that you haven't tasted. So I'd get a taster. <laughs> I'd get a dude. That's all he does is taste food. Uh, People are like, you know what? That's good, but it needs about another quart of vodka in it. <laughs> uh, a quote oh, from... Do you need Graham Kerr. The Galpian Gourmet. That yeah. guy get hammered every... Uh, Julia Child. A quote from Anthony Bourdain. All I can tell you is this. I got off heroin in the 70s. Friends of mine from the 70s and 80s, they just got off like five, six, maybe 10 years ago. We're the lucky ones. We made it out alive. There are a lot of guys that didn't get that far. But you know, I also don't have that many regrets either. Well, good for him. He probably does now. He left an 11, 10 or 11-year-old daughter. 11-year-old, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, rip. Anthony Bourdain. I, you know what? I saw his shows a couple times. I liked him. He's, he seemed like a good, real kind of person. So he got, he won a, like two or three Emmys. So yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. It was a very long article. <laughs> the one about Bourdain. Yes. Um, and another famous suicide, Kate Spade. Fashion designer committed suicide. What did she design? I've never heard of her. Well, she started out with handbags. I'm not sure if she stuck with just accessories or if she designed clothes as well. But Kate Spade handbags was were like the recovery? thing. Was she in recovery? No. No. She was just. Um, <clears throat> no, she wasn't. According to all accounts, she wasn't much of a drinker or anything. Well, let's call a spade a spade. Um, apparently, boom, the. Boom. the she was she had a problem with depression obviously i mean yes um but apparently it was the fact that her husband was about to file for divorce and that kicked oh. her over the edge really yeah that's what the you know someone told me once say. that they wanted to divorce me i'm like fantastic yeah that was me <laughs> well you 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 brought that up once too yeah and you just said okay <laughs> well, you know, you were drinking, and I'm like, all right, well, if that's what you want to do, then you, you go back and live in Cincinnati, your mom will probably let you drink there. Well, and I figured since you weren't that fussed about me leaving, I thought, actually, the better revenge would be to stick around. Mm. I see. So you feeling revenged upon? 
Uh, yes. I figured. Yeah, that is your punishment. Your karma is that you have to live with me. All right. What do we got now? Um, Louisiana. And the focus of this article, <laughs> it's not really that dramatic. I mean, it is for these people. It's dramatic, obviously. Um, 29-year-old Evelyn Washington was arrested on burglary and property damage charges. The property damage, and apparently... I was going to say, there's the homeowner, more to this than just property damage. Apparently, the homeowner was quite upset about this. And the... <laughs> The police report they wrote they actually wrote that she was caught orange handed with nowhere to run. What? She the homeowner came home to find Evelyn Washington taking a bath in her tub and eating her Cheetos. Did she have Cheeto all <laughs> over yes, her hands? She had Cheeto dust all over her hands. And that was like the focus of the article was that she'd eaten all the Cheetos in the house. And that was what the property damage was. The woman is pressing charges because she broke in, took a bath, and ate all her Cheetos. I would press <laughs> charges on someone that broke into my house and took a bath, too. And not only that, but I'd be using chlorine bleach in the tub. Well, and the, the woman said that the reason she did it was because some guy that she, an unknown male. Of course. Told her to break into the house. And he put an ice chest under, a really big ice chest under one of the windows and she broke a window and climbed in and took a bath and ate all the Cheetos. I, there's no, there's going to be more to this story somewhere. Yeah. It I, doesn't I, even I, say that she was drunk. Well, and I got to tell you, I think the thing of the guy told me yeah. to, that's bull. Something, something, there's got to be more to that there's story. There's drugs involved in this story somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, if there are enough Cheetos to warrant the police saying, "Okay, you can make an you can make a, a claim for property damage," that's a lot of Cheetos. There's got to be at least yeah, a there's, pot there's there somewhere. Yeah, there's some other story going on here. How much <laughs> does the homeowner weigh? I don't know. There weren't any pictures. Okay, well, you never know. Um. Okay, in Alabama. Wow, the deep south being heard from today. Yes. Uh, Mobile, Alabama. Rachel Calhoun, 24 years old. I love, you know what? Usually I hear that name like out here in the West, but what a great name. That's a Western name. Calhoun. Calhoun. Rory Calhoun. Um, she walked into the bank and gave the bank manager a note demanding uh -oh. $6,000, which I think is, you know, that's aiming real low in my uh, opinion. Probably not. Really? If I'm going to risk going to jail for a decade, oh, yeah, I want no. more than six grand. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Because you only get about three grand if you go up to a teller. Wow, that's depressing. I'm never rubbing a bank. That is so not... that it, The return on investment there is, like, really pitiful. Well, it's not very often that bank robbers, like, take everyone hostage and go into the vault. Usually, it's someone walks up, hands a note to a teller... The teller hands them a stack of money and they leave. And then no they, gun shooting or none of that. I, I knew and some then when guys, they open the bag, the die pack goes off. And yes. I knew some guys in treatment that uh, matter of fact, the one guy said he wasn't they weren't even convinced he was an alcoholic, but they figured he did have a he was like addicted to robbing banks, which is not normal. So that is not know. normal. Um, well, OK, so she goes in, she demands the six grand, right? She yes. hands over a note. Here's where it gets weird. Okay. Um, the teller, trying to stall for a second, 
says no, which she's not supposed to do. No, she probably got fired. And then, so the manager is wanders over because there's no guns in evidence. Right. But there's obviously something going on. Manager wanders over. Rachel offers the manager sex if he will give her the $6,000. But if he refused, she was going to call the police herself and accuse him of sexual assault. Wow. <laughs> now, they were arguing, they were negotiating this sexual favor trade-off Six so long that another teller was able to call 911 on the regular, they, she didn't even push the button, you know, the, the button thing. She just called him on the phone. She just called him on 9 Yeah, you might want to come over here. <laughs> Wow. You know, I'll tell you what. Was this woman just like insanely, insanely hot? Do you see a picture of her? Yeah, I mean, she's average. Because six grand, that's like, six grand is like getting a Playboy model for, you know, four (laughs) days. She's average. Okay, but here's what the the chief deputy of the town, the police chief said. (laughs) Okay, I'm, I'm quoting him here. He said, Our deputies were on the scene very quickly and saved these employees from something. I'm not exactly sure what we saved them from, but we saved them from something. Saved, <laughs> saved the manager from having sex with her, that's for sure. <laughs> Calhoun was charged with first-degree attempted extortion and first-degree attempted theft. You'd think it would be attempted bank robbery. That seems like it well, would be Well, there a- were no guns. There was no... I, I don't know that you have to have a gun to try yeah, and rob no, a bank. There, there are two. There are different types of charges. If you walk into a gun and try and rob it, and you are armed, that's a oh, serious. Oh no, you're gonna. Offense. Yeah, you, well, you use if a you, gun in any crime, you're gonna go away for a little while. Um, if you just walk into the bank with a note, I, it's a lo, it's a lesser charge. Excuse me, could I please have six thousand dollars? When I walk into the bank with a note from my mom, I'll lay on my back <laughs> for you. I know. Um, we should probably move on, but I've still got a couple more stories. Um, let's see. Jay DeMalo, 58 years old, wrote the obituary for his mother that is now going viral. Uh Uh-oh. Um. Did he like his mother? They're calling it the revenge obituary. Oh, boy. The obituary says she passed away on May 31st, 2018 in Springfield, Illinois, and will now face judgment. She will not what? be. Wow. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. Whoa. <laughs> Their mother, when they were young, uh, had an affair with their uncle, their father's brother. Yeah. Got pregnant, and abandoned the family with the uncle and went to California. Oh. And basically, I mean, had very little relationship with her first two kids. Huh. And. Then later on, when well, they I got older, Christmas would be tough <laughs> with the brothers, you know, uh, later on, as they got older, apparently she they would have family events where the entire family would be together. And she was harsh and nasty to her first two children. Basically, basically, the family says she treated her first family like crap. Mm. So now. However, he published the revenge obituary, and the child that was born of the the love match with the brother mm-hmm. is pissed off and demanded that it be removed from the paper. Oh, it's it, because it's never her going sainted to... mother 
was dissed by her half-siblings, and she's pissed about well, it. Well, and it's hit the internet. It's never going away. Yeah, it's away. never going away. It will be there forever. I wish we had the entire thing. That was on, there were all, it was only two paragraphs. That was the second paragraph. Oh, okay. Um, she will not be missed. Yeah. Um, where was I? Let's see. San Antonio Walmart. Well, if it's oh, Walmart. oh, 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 okay. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, two suspects pulled a gun on a woman in the Walmart par- par- parking lot in parking San Antonio, bad, Texas. Bad, they ordered her out of her car, took off with the car, went on a joyride. The car was found later. Now, on the Crime Stoppers segment of the news that evening, the parking lot footage was aired. Uh-oh. And an 18-year-old was dragged to the police station by his mother. Oh, she's the hero <laughs> of the week. <laughs> dragged him to the police station, shoved him in the doors, said he was on crime st- and then left him there. That's fantastic. <laughs> Mom's like, I ain't putting up with that crap. Did they catch the other one? No, they have not caught the other well, one, and will. he is not talking. Oh, he's going to. They're going to put the screws to him and yeah, tell him he you're going to go eventually. down for this by yourself. But if you turn state's evidence, we you might get a go, lesser charge. We might go light on you. Because your mom is awesome. <laughs> um, okay, and this is the feel-good story of the week. It's the last one. Stockton, California. Oh, Stockton, the town you can smell 20 miles before you get to. Um. There was a cow. There was an early morning last Sunday, early morning fire in a fourplex, like an apartment complex that has four apartments Uh in it. Who Uh, saved them? Caught on fire. The family woke up, not, you know, disoriented. Mom said we were disoriented. I didn't know, I'm paraphrasing here, didn't know what was going on. Walked out of her bedroom to find the family pit bull. Carrying their one-year-old out of the house by her diaper. Oh, that's awesome! I know. How did he get? It was the pit bull, actually. Yeah, the pit. Well, it was in the house. It was in the bedroom. The dog walked through the into the bedroom, grabbed the kid off the. It's a toddler in a little toddler bed. Um. Yeah, raced into the bedroom, so grabbed the baby by the diaper and was carrying her out of the room. I I was like, "Oh my gosh, what are you doing?" Um, and they had, she said, if it hadn't been for her hearing the dogs, you know, the collar and the clicking of the things, dog running down the hall, she might not have woken up in time. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the family was not home at the time. It was just she and her daughter. Uh, the other residents in the other apartments all got out safely. Everyone was fine. But the dog is the hero. You know, what would have been awesome is if. They let the dog out, and then he went in the neighbor's apartment and pulled gram- the grandmother next door out by her depends. <laughs> Jeez. But the the dog, the, there was a picture. Of course, there's no picture of the family in the article, but no. there's a picture of the dog. No one cares about the family. They care beautiful, about the dog. Beautiful blue and white pit bull. I mean, just gorgeous dog. So, Yay. and that, my excellent friends, is the end of the boozy news. <laughs> Hey, I'm Dr. Drew, and you are listening to Recovery 101. We're back. Hi. Welcome back, Shelly. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. Uh, so, you have a topic for us. Making amends. 
making amends. So what brought this topic to the forefront? Well, we spent three hours this evening being an active part of a group amends, which was rather nice. An active part or receiving part? Well, I would say that driving down there well, yeah. and participating in their activities was being an active part. So you want to give us a background of it? I don't want to get too specific about who they are, what they right, name right. anything like that. <clears throat> there was a specific group of people who had done some moderately not okay things to our our home group here. Like what kind of things? Just taking too much. So, some the of the things of, I was a little like, eh. yeah, like oh, they took they they were each taking too many cookies. I'm like stealing eh, coffee, know. that kind of stuff. Like the coffee grounds, like to use later, stuff like that. Um, How come we never thought of that? We I never thought up of a that. Cup I of know. coffee a week, that'd make a couple pots. I n I never thought of that. Um, so anyway, these people we could do it now and blame it on them. These people were found out, and they fessed up to it, and they apologized to the group. It, it, Very one at well, a time. one at a time. They did a great like, job. Like ten people were apologizing mm -hmm. to the meeting. Yeah, it, it it was a very well-delivered amends. Yes. And then we got to go and have dinner and hear a speaker with them tonight. Yeah, got invited. Hosted by them. Yeah. Steak, uh, pulled pork, like uh, cornbread, fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies, coleslaw. I mean, it was, it was a spread. Yeah, it was nice. And... and because we don't want to front off who the people are. Right. We will, you know, uh, I've actually talked about uh, this place before. We'll probably talk about it in the future, but it's a nice, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice place. I wasn't even going to go that far in describing it. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a pit. It's horrible. It's just, it's, it's, it's just run, a group it's of people. Run, it's, it's, not, it's run by heroin addicts. Okay, that now are I'm using. seriously going to have to edit this because I'm not even going to put that much in. Why? It's not a facility. It's, a nice it's just place. a group of people. It's a nice place. It's a group of people. We live in an area where anybody could figure this out. We live in an area that they actually made an amends to the group. Everybody already knows. Everybody in this area already knows. Everybody else doesn't know. Anyway. But it was fantastic. Yes. It was very nice. So, okay. so how would you like to approach I just, this? Yeah, reminiscing about some of our men's. Friday night, it was late. I was walking you home. We got down to the gate, and I was dreaming. Why are you of singing this? Reminiscing. Would it turn oh, out right? That has nothing to do with the time. No, stop. We don't have enough time for you to sing. Girl. We don't have enough time for you to give a concert. All right. Jeez. So, what was your hardest amends to make? To your ex-wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hated doing that one. And I had to do that one the first first because that was the one I didn't want to do. So my sponsor, of course, made me do that one first. I so, think that's always a good idea. She did. Fortunately, do the toughest one first. Fortunately, she didn't make me, like, take her out for coffee or anything like that. In fact, at that point. You guys should have had a retreat together for the oh, weekend Oh, jeez, no. At that point, the situation was volatile enough. That it would not have been a good idea. Probably. 
to have that kind of a meetup, but I, I did have to have a long telephone conversation. Well, and admittedly, and I'd be the first one to admit, she's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing well. Well, my my first amends that I made was a really, was a big one, and I had lifted a substantial amount of merchandise from a company that I worked for, and the company was gone. It was out of business. It was May Company. And I don't know if they have made companies in other areas of the states, but in California they did. And they got bought by Robinson, so it became Robinson's May. And my sponsor's like, well, you're going to go to Robinson's May because May Company's not there anymore. And I'm like, you know, and I'm trying everything I can to get out of it because I could go do some time time. And I went in the guy's office, and the guy's like, he's like, uh, I'm telling him how I took all this jewelry and this and that. And he's looking at me. He's just like shell-shocked, you know, because I'm telling him things that I was expecting him to call security at any moment to escort me from the building in handcuffs. And he goes, you know, I've heard of this before, but I've, I've, never, I've never experienced it. And he's like his brother or his cousin or his uncle or something was in the program. He goes, yeah, he told me about this. And he goes, I'm just so shocked that you would come in here and lay your freedom on the line to set right something from the past. And right then I was thinking, yep, I'm going to jail right now. And uh, the guy's like, you know, we're not May Company. He goes, we're Robinson's May. We're a completely different thing. And he goes, I'm sure the insurance paid for all that back in the day. And he goes, I'd call this an amends made. And I was like, what? What? And he's like, so I'm really happy you did that. I want you to have a good day. And I walked out of his office, and I was in the hallway. I am 100% sure he heard me say this because I was out in the hallway, and I'm walking away from his office. I'm like, yes, yes. I get out to the car. My sponsor's out there sleeping. I said, I'm surprised you're here. He goes, I knew you weren't going to jail. But, you know, like he, he was a big fan of do the hardest one first. Yes. What was your easiest one? I guess my easiest one was probably my mom. Because my mom has lived through a lot of nefarious shit. A lot of nasty stuff. Because of your dad. Well, no. I mean, I don't want to put that off on my dad. It's just like her entire life. She has had to roll with punches, like, constantly. Right. Still is. I mean, and she's... She's pretty good at rolling with punches, She's though. spent many years finding the workarounds, figuring out, doing the tap dance, figuring out how to get through every day and try to find the, the nice things in life. And she, when we were kids, there was always... <clears throat> there was a time when, and I didn't know this until much later, when we were in serious deep financial trouble as a family we always were and that's where my financial that's where my insecurities come from is because we were never stable we were never secure right but there was actually a time that i didn't know about until later where it was super bad like really 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 bad and i didn't even know it the reason we ate bean soup all the time is because that was what my mom could get right but she did it so well that I'd get home and I'd smell the soup cooking and I'd be like, yeah, 
Bird's Bean Soup Night. Woohoo! I, I had no idea. <laughs> She's like I get stressed. that feeling when I smell bean soup now. Well, I know, but I'm making it the way she made it. You well, you know? made be- you're, I guarantee your mom put nowhere near as much bacon in it as no, you do. No, what she did back then, because back then, what the cheap thing was as a flavor additive was, were uh, pork bones. Because you could get like a bag of pork bones for like 50 cents. Now, pork bones are more expensive because everybody knows that's what you flavor stuff with. We can get a so, pound of bacon for slightly more I, than 50 cents. I know. So, that's what I use. But, I mean, not so. Th- not that anyone needs to hear this in the realm of amends, but we bought 30 yeah. pounds <laughs> of bacon for $18 the other day. Yeah. It was 30 good. pounds. It was, it's good. But, at any rate, so, you know, my mom's really good at rolling with this stuff, so I sort of felt like you know, it provided I apologized and did it in the way that was suggested to me and explained where I felt that I'd been wrong and all of that, that it would be okay because she was my mom and no matter what I did, you know, even if I was an asshole, she'd still love me. So that was kind of the easiest one. The one that I wasn't expecting, well, actually, tell me what your easiest one was first. Uh, well, I think the living amends thing is the easiest thing. Um, although I would say that uh, because my grandmother had passed away, I wrote her an amends in a letter and I read it at Forest Lawn at her gravesite. And I mean, in in the scheme of things, that, that was pretty easy as well. It was a little hard to write, but the actual administrating of it was just reading it. That That seemed pretty easy. And I think the living amends thing, like things with my parents and things where, you know, the only thing they ever wanted was for me to stay sober. And if you do what you're supposed to do in this program, then a living amends should be a piece of cake to do. Yeah. I didn't go to any of my old dealers because my sponsor said that would be a bad idea. (laughs) I'm sure there's people that do it, but, you know. See, and I I was lucky in that regard because my dealers were – you know, Pickwick Liquor and Ralph's Grocery Store, and I never stole anything, so I don't right. really have to make an amends. Well, and the other one that was easy was, and you heard me share about it not that long ago, I'm on Facebook, and I get this friend request from this guy that I burned for a bunch of weed in college. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I accept the friend request, and I immediately message him on Messenger, and I'm like, you know, I'm really sorry, you know, hey, it's been, you know, I mean, it's been 30 years, but I'm like, I'm really sorry, you know, I, I, I'm sorry I burned you for that weed, and this guy's like, what weed? And I'm like, and I'm trying to explain it to him, he goes, dude, he goes, I don't even remember that, he goes, that was 30 years ago, he goes, you, you still think about that? And I'm like, well, I don't think about it all the time, but I've, you know, it's come up in my mind every few months, and and it really came up in my mind when your friend requested me. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, wow. He goes, so you've been like kind of like hashing that over in your head for 30 years. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. And he's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I accept your amends. I think you're good. So, hey, what's going on, man? And I'm like, jeez, okay. Yeah, Facebook made for some interesting amends. People that I've completely forgotten about. And suddenly yes. I'm calling my sponsor going, I forgot to put this on my fourth. So then you got to you know do a tenth and figure that out. That happened a couple of times. Okay, so you were going to say something about another amends. Uh, well, what I was going to say is what was the most unexpected outcome for you? Because you your sponsor expected you to get off on the May Company thing, but 
my most unexpected one was I had to really we're gonna do this for the next ten minutes. I had to burp. I no one at home heard that at all until yeah, you brought right. it up. Anyway, um, I had to make amends to my previous supervisor at the same place where I worked. Oh. I had moved upstairs and had a totally different supervisor, and I'd never gotten anything other than a stellar review, so it wasn't that. It was like more of a personal amends, and the fact that she was angry because I moved upstairs. I moved away from circulation and into the technical services area. Yeah. Which is what I wanted to do and uh, right. all along. But she was ticked and she saw that as a betrayal because I left the circulation department. Come on. That wasn't even what I was making amends for. It's lame. But because she was angry about that, she literally said, no, I don't accept your apology and you just get to live with what you've done. You get to live with and it. Okay, <laughs> you mean my raise and my better job? Oh, okay. I'm like, wow, I'm making $4 an hour more than I was before. And I don't have to deal with cranky, smelly people on the po- and downstairs. Okay. I mean. Well, and you know the other thing, and they, they talk about it all the time. It, the amends isn't for them. Right. It's for you. Right. And it's for you to clean up your game. And, and I it, did. It doesn't matter if, it, what does the big book say? doesn't matter if they throw you out of your office. Right. Out of their office. You may you should expect to be thrown out of their office. But the, the, the um, demonstration has been made. That's right. That's what it says. And that's how I felt. I mean, I got, I listed, I enumerated what I had done and how I'd been hurtful. And I apologized. And I asked if there was anything I could do to make it up for it. She said, no, I don't accept your apology. I was like, okay. And that's literally pretty much how I left it. I was like, okay, I understand that. I can appreciate that. And then I left. (laughs) That was the end of it. She barely ever spoke to me again. And we worked in the same building for another, I don't know, Total of like seven more years. Are you done with your amends? I don't know that anybody's ever done with an amends. I just say, I'm not done with mine. I have 28 years. I, I don't think anybody ever finishes all their amends. Well, there's always those, you know, there's always those people that you may never find again. I mean, yeah. I mean, I have amends. I'm sure I have sexual amends to make to people, but I was a whole. You think? Well, the problem is, at one time I prided myself on knowing everyone, at least their first name. But I couldn't find really any of those people anymore. I think that's why you're so bad with names now. You used up all your names (laughs) getting laid. Yeah. (laughs) So, So what would your final thoughts on amends be? The one thing about making amends is that it frees you from the burden of guilt and self-hatred. So in terms of freeing up headspace, there are very few other tools in recovery that will do that better. My final words are, and I think this is the best description that I've ever heard about it, is when we come into the program, we're like these trash cans full of just crap. I mean, we're, we are like the bad cup of coffee you know like you leave you forget about it you leave a cup of coffee in the garage and it's got like cream or something in it and you look like three weeks later and it's green i mean there's stuff growing in the cup i mean it's just like really horrible so we're like that bad cup of coffee so what happens is we go to meetings and we pour good coffee in the cup 
but it's mixing with the bad coffee that was already there, so the coffee never really gets good. When you do your inventory and and you uh, do your fifth step and, and do your amends, you are dumping out that old cup of coffee so that now when you put fresh coffee in, now you've got a good cup of coffee. So, Shelly, who's the lead-out music by? Rusty Golden. Rusty Golden. Everybody, try and leave it better than you found it and be the example. And take care of you. Shoot us when